Thanks for checking out the Vox Church podcast. We are so honored to have you join us, and we hope this message speaks to you in a powerful way. Learn more about Vox Church by visiting us online at voxchurch.org. Enjoy the message. Well, once more, we want to welcome you. So glad that you're here. Welcome to Vox Church. If I haven't had the chance to meet you, my name is Mike Schnepp, and I'm the executive pastor here at Vox Church. Say a special hello to our New Haven campus, to those who are streaming with us, those online. We're so glad you're here. Come on, can we say good morning together? We're glad that you're here. We've had the incredible opportunity to hear from some amazing people over these last several weeks. We heard from Christian Hernandez, our good friend out of New York City. We heard from Nancy Silva last week, Sean Haggerty, our ministries pastor. Have you been grateful for them? Man, God has spoke through them in just powerful ways. It's been really, really great. And we have the deep honor of hearing from the New Haven Associate Campus Pastor today, Tim Nanaswaran. If you know Tim and his family, you know that Tim is a ferocious man of God. He loves Jesus. He has an incredible family, and he has something burning on his heart to share with you. So can we welcome together Tim Nanaswaran? Come on. Good morning. Man, I am so excited to share with you this morning. It is a privilege and an honor to share with you what God has put on my heart. So just for those of you who don't know me, I was born and raised in London, so that's why I have the confused accent. Um, my wife and I, my wife Sangi and I, moved here from Southern California just over two years ago. And we have two, two little boys, one is a three-year-old called Judah, and we have a one-year-old called Lucas. And they're in, this, they're in this really interesting stage right now. Well, you know this if you have kids or you've had kids. It feels like every month, every week, there's like a new milestone that they take. You know, whether it's like a new haircut or their first haircut or they lost their first tooth or I don't know, like they're sleeping in their own bed or they're finally not wearing diapers anymore. Like whatever it is, there's always a new milestone that they're taking. And it's really exciting for me to watch them grow like this. There's something that's so exciting for me about growth. And I don't know maybe for you, if you cast your mind back to when you were a kid, and maybe you did this at the doctor's office. Maybe your parents did this for you at home. For me, my, I remember my dad doing this for me at home. He would take us up and say, like, stand up against the wall, take your shoes off, and like, I'm going to measure how tall you are. Do you remember that? And he would like mark off on top of your head, like how tall you were. And then like six months or a year later, you would come back and stand up against the wall again and like the measure on top of your head and see like, oh wow, look how much I've grown. And I remember as a kid being like, yes, this is who I am. I was made to grow. Like I was, everything in me is a growing man, you know? And then it's, it's funny for me now watching that in my boys and seeing them grow so quick. And to be honest with you, I'm a little bit jealous because I don't really grow at the same rate that they do. Like I'm not hitting milestones like every month or every week like they am. You know, I can go up uh, against the wall and, and measure my height and I haven't got any taller. Like it's, it's not going to change, you know, like I'm done growing. You know, the lack of hair on my head is a sign like I'm done growing. In fact, Tim, you're already going backwards, you know, and, it, and it's funny because no matter what I do, if I, I sleep right, I eat right, like I'm not going to grow anymore. You know, there's nothing I can do to grow. My hair is not coming back. But seriously, though, there's something so frustrating, right, when you put in a ton of work and nothing grows. Like you do everything you can and nothing changes. You know, like a friend of mine, 
who's here today, challenged me to run a marathon this October. So pray for me. And to be honest, I started training, like in the early days. And I, I, I said, I'm going to do all these days at the gym, and I'm going to do these particular runs, and just like this. And, and I started doing all this work, right, to try and start training. And honestly, nothing, nothing changed. <laughs> nothing happened. Like, I wasn't losing any weight. Like, I wasn't getting any faster. It was really frustrating, because I was trying to grow, and I couldn't. And maybe, maybe you've been in a similar situation. Maybe for you, it's at work, where you've been working this job for a number of years now, and you just want to get to the next level. You just want to grow. And, and your manager, your boss says to you, hey, do you want to take on this extra responsibility? Do you want to take on this extra project? Do you want to do some extra shifts? And you say, yeah, 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 I'll do it. Well, I'll do all that stuff. Like, I'd love to do it because I just want to grow. And then promotion time comes. And it seems like he goes, yep, 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 yep. And he skips over you and goes to everyone else. And it's like, why can't I grow? Why not me? Maybe you're in a relationship. You've been dating a while. You've been married a few years. And you look around at all your friends and it feels like they seem to be growing. They seem to be resolving stuff. And honestly, like for us, like we did premarital counseling. Now we're doing postmarital counseling. And it still feels like we're fighting over the same issues we were back in the beginning. Like, why can't I grow? Maybe you feel the same way about your spiritual health. Maybe you sort of, you come to church and you say, I feel like I'm doing all these things and I feel like I can't grow. You know, like my best friend, like she started praying and I feel like her prayers are getting answered and she's hearing from God. Like, why is that not happening for me? You know, and, and there's that guy that sits in front of you at church and you've seen God transform his life and break free, break him free from addiction. And you're like, but I'm still struggling with, the, with that same stuff. Like nothing's changed for me. You go to communion group and it feels like everyone in your group is, is now at peace, resting in the joy of the Lord. And for you, you're like, I still can't sleep at night. I'm still so stressed. I'm still so anxious. And there's nothing more frustrating than saying all the effort I'm putting in and I just can't seem to grow. It makes you want to give up. Let me tell you this. God wants to get your attention today. Because sometimes it's not so much about all the things you are doing to try and grow. Perhaps, perhaps it's to do with the condition of your heart. See, Jesus talked about why some of us grow and why some of us don't. He actually told a story, he told a parable. And a parable is basically a story where he uses the natural world to explain the spiritual world. And he tells this story of a farmer sowing seed into the soil. I want you to read with me if you can, Matthew chapter 13. He tells this parable from verse 3. He says, And he told them many things in parables. A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path. And the, and the birds came and devoured them. And there were other seeds that fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. But there were other seeds. They fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked them. And then there were other seeds. They fell on good soil and produced grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. If you plan on taking notes today, the title of my sermon I want to share with you is Renew the Soil. Renew the soil. 
See, in this story, Jesus explains, he uses the natural to explain the spiritual. Right? So everything in the story that is like a natural element has a spiritual significance. So for example, we have that seed, right? That's sown in the soil. That seed is the word of God that you hear preached every Sunday. And that soil is our hearts, is your heart, is my heart. See, and in, these, in this parable, you see there were different, different seeds that were put in the soil, but not all the seeds grew. And it was to do with the different conditions in the soil, right? The sun and the thorns and the, the rocks and all those kind of things. In the same way, Christ is saying to us today, perhaps sometimes the word of God doesn't grow in our heart because there's an issue with the condition of our heart. And Jesus actually in this parable outlines three ways, three things that we should be wary of if we want to see growth. Three things that we should be wary of the condition of our heart if we want to see growth. And read with me verse four. So the sower's going to have to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them. So picture with me for a second. You imagine all these fields, and then going through the middle of these fields is that path, the path that the farmer sows, going up and down, you know, sowing the seed into the field. And some of that seed is going to fall in the field, right, in the soil that's been plowed and ready, but some of that seed is going to fall on this path, right, this hardened path, this path that really has a, a, a layer of hard soil on top, because we've been walking up and down all over it. You can't just throw seed on that hardened path and expect it to grow. It can't, because why? It has to get in the soft soil. It has to go get underneath that hard layer that's now on the top. So what does that have to do with the condition of our hearts? Well, Jesus explains this in verse 19. If you read verse 19 with me, he says, when anyone, this is you and me, when we hear the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in our hearts. See, that's, that seed that was sown on the path is like the word of God sometimes applied to our heart. See, just like that path, our hearts can get hardened. Just like that path, your heart, my heart can get hardened. How do they get hard? Well, the same way that soil did. Life happens. People walk up and down all over your heart. The experience of life beats and pounds into your heart and creates this tough layer on top. Maybe you were abused as a child. Maybe you were betrayed in a relationship. And you said... That's it. I'm done. I'm never trusting anyone again. And your heart gets hard. You know, maybe you had a dream, a business, or a career, and you gave everything to it. And it failed. It failed multiple times. And now you say, I don't hope anymore. I'm not going to chase my dreams anymore. Your heart begins to get hard. Maybe you struggled with addiction your whole life. You try to get free, you try to get free, you tried everything. And eventually you say, ah, this is just who I am. I don't even believe I can be free anymore. Your heart begins to get hard. And you might say, yeah, Tim, my heart is hard, but so what? So what? What can I do? Well, the problem is, see, when your heart is hard, it's so easy to hear the word of God on a Sunday like you are right now 
but then not let it sink in. See, because of the hardness in your heart, the truth can't get underneath the layer of lies that have been built up. Maybe this is us on a Sunday where we say, we, we nod, we agree. Yeah, I love that. I understand it. I like it. I don't know if I can believe it though. Like I really want to, but there's something in me that prevents me from being able to believe it. See, in that verse, Jesus said, the seed fell on the hardened path and then it got eaten by the birds. It just sat there till the birds came and ate it. If your heart is hard, the word of God can't break through. It can't break through that tough layer. And then what happens? It gets stolen every week. The minute you leave church on Sunday, you lose it because something happens in the parking lot. Or later on in the week, you have, to have, you have that situation at work and everything, gets, everything disappears. That family member challenges you and, and you forget the word of God that you heard in that week. See, but the good news is, I believe Christ wants to break that hardness in our heart today. See, no more will we have to hear the message on a Sunday and then have it stolen in the week. But the question that we need to consider is where has my heart become hard? What area of my heart, of your heart? Maybe it used to be soft. You used to believe and now it's kind of got hard. What do I want to believe on a Sunday that I hear but something in me, the hardness in my heart prevents me from doing it? See, the first point that Jesus is making here is only a softened heart can receive truth. It is only a softened heart that can receive truth. See, but there's another condition that Christ warns us about. Read verse five and six with me. There were other seeds. They fell on rocky ground where they didn't have much soil and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched and since they had no root, they withered away. See, the seed sprang up. It was really excited, ready to grow. But then tough times came. The sun came and everything withered away. Have you ever had an idea that sprung up in your mind and you thought, that's a great idea. I love it. I can't wait to implement that idea. And then push came to shove. You had to follow through and the whole thing just kind of fell apart. It reminds me of our New Year's resolutions. Anyone still going strong on your New Year's resolutions? No? Didn't think so. Do you even remember your New Year's resolutions? It's funny because we make these resolutions often, often on a whim and then try and follow through with them on a whim. You know, I have to be honest, I have a confession I have to make. You know, I told you my friend uh, challenged me to sign up for this marathon in October. Truth is, I actually signed up for one in April, just gone. But I didn't finish it. Actually, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't even start it. Because I had this, I mean, like, give me some hope. Like, I, I genuinely believed I was going to be able to do this marathon, you know. And I, like, made all these plans and had, like, a 12-week training plan and everything. But I didn't make any changes in my schedule. So I was supposed to do these early morning runs. And I wasn't getting up earlier to do the early morning runs. I was supposed to change my diet. And I wasn't, I wasn't changing anything I was eating. So how is this thing going to work? You know, if I wanted the habit to last, I had to make deep rooted significant changes deep down in, in my life, in my lifestyle. See, a seed, a farmer sows a seed and it grows in two directions. It grows up to form crops, fruit, buds, leaves, whatever it is, but then it also has to grow down to form roots. See, if the soil is shallow, it can't grow any roots. 
Jesus said, yeah, it might grow up, it might spring up initially. But eventually, if it doesn't grow down, it doesn't form roots, this thing's going to wither away. If you're a farmer and you want your seed to grow, not just grow, you want your seed to last, it needs to form roots. Read verse 20 and 21 with me. Jesus explains this idea of roots. And he says, for what was sown on rocky ground, right? This is you and me. We hear the word and we immediately receive it with joy. Yes, I believe it. Yet he has no root in himself. So he endures for a while. And then when tribulation comes, persecution comes, arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. See, so often we receive things with joy. We make that New Year's resolution, but then we have no roots and then the thing falls away. Maybe this is you on a Sunday. It's so easy to have an an immediate response to the message and you make a promise to God. Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this week from now on. But then our faith gets challenged at work and then by Thursday, someone says something and that whole resolution we had withers away. Why? because we're lacking in roots. See, there's a significance to roots. Do you know what roots do? They collect nutrients and water from the soil and they use that to sustain and establish the plant, the crop. You can't have leaves and fruit and buds and all this stuff above the surface if you don't have roots beneath. Maybe you can, maybe you can for a little bit. That's what Jesus says, like it will spring up, but eventually it will fall away. You can't do anything here above the surface without first having some growth beneath the surface. You can try, you can try changing your behavior. I can try changing, making all these plans for how I'm gonna run a marathon and I'm buying all the gear as if I know what I'm doing, but I didn't make any real deep-rooted significant changes in my life. It's just going to wither away. You need roots. You can't just hear the word of God on Sunday for 30 minutes and say, that's good, I'm good for the week. You need to get in the word daily for it to to form roots in your life. You need to take, we did 28 days to change. Remember this this series, we all took this book home where we said for 28 days, I'm going to study the Bible, I'm going to study the word of God. And then maybe after 28 days, it's like, oh, I kind of dropped off. Didn't really happen. You need to take your calendar and say, how do I make 28 days last for 28 years? How do I build roots deep, deep in my life where this thing is going to keep going until the end of time? See, the cool thing, I didn't, I didn't really think of roots like this before, but the cool thing about roots that I found out is that they have the ability to store nutrients even in a dry, dormant season, right? So, so you can imagine the rain comes, like there's nutrients in the soil, they collect these nutrients, they feed the plant, but they also hold on to nutrients even when the sun comes, right? Even when it gets dry and dreary and there's no nourishment in the soil, the roots have some nourishment that can still feed the plant. The plant has a place to go, a place within itself to find nourishment. How does that work for you? Like, where do you go when the loneliness gets so unbearable, you can't take it anymore? What do you turn to? Who do you turn to? 
You know, when peer pressure all around you is pushing you to compromise, where do you go? See, Jesus says this person did not have a root within themselves. Do you have something deep within your roots, a place that you can go to, that you can say, no matter what, no matter how bright the sun, no matter how dry the land around me, no, no matter how alone I am, I have a place in Christ that I can go to, a deep root that I can go to. See, because the sun is going to come. Those tough times are going to come. Direct sunlight, in fact, is vital for plants to grow. It's vital for the crops to grow. But because the crops didn't have any root, when the sun came, they withered and died. Perhaps for you, is it possible that the tough times you're facing, the testing times you're facing, the trials you're facing are vital for your growth? But because you don't have roots, you can't see that. You can't embrace them. You don't know how to withstand. You can't take them anymore. See, I remember reaching a point in my life where I was fighting addiction. And I was sick of it. And I was sick of fighting this addiction. Not because I hadn't had some victory some days. It was really, I was sick of this emotional roller coaster of the up and the down, of the yes, I believe I can do this. I received it with joy on a Sunday. And then by Wednesday, man, I messed it up again. You know, I'm making you a resolution to change. And almost as soon as I've made the resolution, I've broken it. I was sick of that roller coaster. And it wasn't until I began to spend daily time with God that things began to change. See, it wasn't until I spent consistent time with God, intentional time with God, significant time with God, that I began to form roots in the Word. I began to form deep roots that now, when the sun came, now when the pressure comes, now when everything in life makes me want to run and hide and go back to that same addiction, I have a root that I can go to, a place that I can go to, a promise that I can stand on. Because I spent time in the Word, I was able to form roots. See, the second point Christ wants us to consider is this. Only a rooted heart can withstand the pressure. Only a rooted heart can withstand the pressure. Are you ready for God to do something in your heart? Are you? There's one more condition that Jesus wants us to consider. Read with me, verse 7. Now there were other seeds, and they fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. There were other seeds that fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. See, no farmer wants thorns. Because what, what do thorns do? They choke the crops because they, they steal the space that the seed needed to grow. They crowd out the seed. See, but one thing that I was considering as I was reading this, I was like, how did the thorns get there in the first place? Like, how did the thorns come in? And if you read it, it says, the seed fell among thorns. The thorns were already in the soil. They're a natural result of the earth. I don't know if you've ever tried to grow and cultivate thorns. It's not difficult. You don't have to do much for thorns to appear. They're a natural result of the earth that we're in. So what does that have to do with our hearts? We'll read verse 22. Jesus says, For what was sown among thorns, this is the person, this is you and me today, who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. 
So he heard the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choked the word, and it proved unfruitful. See, as a result of you being a human being on this planet Earth, you're going to have natural cares. You're going to have natural priorities, whether it's your relationships, whether it's your career, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health. You're going to have these things that for you, they matter. They're priorities in your life. See, but the danger is when those things begin to take up so much space that now there's no room for the word of God in your life. There's no room for you to be able to grow. See, you may want to grow spiritually, but these thorns begin to entangle you. They begin to entangle around your heart, crowding your heart, leaving no room for the word of God to grow. And I believe today, though these thorns exist, and they will exist, God wants to break that entanglement free from your heart. See, you, these things cannot take priority over a relationship with God. Otherwise, they choke the seed. And again, you find yourself here today going, why am I still not growing? Maybe today you're feeling pretty overwhelmed. You say, Tim, yep, that's, that's me. I have a million things on my to-do list. I have a million priorities. I don't even know where to start. I want to urge you today, make God your number one priority. It's time to clear the thorns. See, the last point that, that Christ is pointing us towards to is this. Only a cleared heart can prioritize God. It's only a cleared heart that can prioritize God. See, there's good news. God wants you to grow. Think about a farmer, right? When he sows that seed, he's not expecting it to fail. He's sowing it in faith that it's going to grow. God wants you to grow. He's believing for your growth. Remember, there's one more, there's one more group of seed. It's verse 8 where it says, there were other seeds that fell on good soil and produced grain a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. But the condition of the soil had to be right. The same way for us to grow, the condition of our hearts have to be right. And Jesus explains this in verse 23. Stick with me. He says, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one, this is you and me, if we want to be good soil, who hears the word and understands it, and he bears fruit. He hears and he understands so you can't just hear it in your head. You have to understand it in your heart. The, the literal translation of the Greek word un, in understand means to bring together. There has to be a coming together of you hearing it in your head intellectually and now receiving it and believing it in your heart. See, it's so easy right now for you to nod and agree. Yeah, I get it, Tim. Yeah, like intellectually, I see what you're saying. I agree with it. But you're not letting your heart engage. Your heart is, is far away. It's so easy to hear and not understand. Just last week, I was with my family, with my wife, kids, and we're playing, we're at home in our apartment. And I tried to have this intentional conversation with my wife. And I said to her, hey, like, where, where do you think we'll be? Like, what do you think is, is next for us in five years, in 10 years? This big, like, deep, open question. And we're playing with our kids, and, and she started responding. And she started talking about, you know, our family and our kids. And she mentioned something about a house. 
And we're in this process now. We're in an apartment and we're thinking about buying a house. But as soon as she said a house, I started thinking, oh, house, oh, mortgage, oh, like credit. Huh. I wonder, did I pay off our credit card? Like, oh, let me just check. And she's talking and I'm like, oh, let me just check out our bank balance while I'm here, pay that off. And then I see an email from my brother and, you know, a couple of work texts and before you know it, I'm like five videos deep in YouTube watching a perfect stranger's wedding, you know, like, and my wife says to me, and you know this, my wife says to me like, so, so what do you think? And I'm like, uh, yes, no, uh, what, did, what did you say? And she was like, did you even, did you even hear anything I said? And I said, yeah, yeah, I heard you, but I wasn't really listening. It's so easy for you, even right now, to be here and here, but your heart is not engaged. And I just want to encourage you today. I want to promise you, God wants to grow you. If you would just hear and understand. Don't just hear this with your head, but let your heart engage this morning. He wants to renew your soul. So instead of considering why you aren't growing, would you consider with me the condition of your heart? You might say to me, Tim, 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 listen, you don't know the condition of my heart. Like you don't know the stuff that has happened in my heart. You might say, Tim, I tried everything. I've come to church. Look, I'm here right now. I went to a communion group. I even served. I gave. Nothing really changed. And I've pretty much given up. Tim, my soil is too bad. The ground is too hard in here. The thorns are too many, the birds are too many, the sun is too hot. I don't think anyone can help the condition of my heart. But let me tell you about the God that I worship, the God that I believe in. See, here's a God that created the birds. Here's a God that created the sun. He created the thorns. He's bigger than all of those things. And not just that, this creator God gave his people a promise. In the Old Testament, he gave his people a promise, and I want to read it to you. It's Ezekiel 36, and he said this, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. Church, will you stand with me today? See, God made a promise to renew your heart, to renew your soil. And see, that Old Testament promise that I just read to you, is fulfilled for us in Christ Jesus. That promise of removing that heart of stone and giving you a heart of flesh is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. He came and paid the price so he could renew your heart. And you may say, Tim, my heart is full of thorns. Like you don't understand the type of thorns that are in my heart, entangling my heart. But let me tell you what Jesus did. When he came to this earth, he took those thorns in your heart. He took those natural cares in your heart and he wore them as a crown on his head for your sake that if you would put your trust in him today, he will renew your soil. He will renew your heart. And you may say, Tim, you don't understand the number of people that have trodden all over my heart. You don't understand the beating and the pounding my heart has taken. Well, let me tell you about Jesus. 
See, he came to this earth and he took a beating and a pounding for your sake. And he began to walk that hardened path to the foot of the cross, the path that you should have walked, but he took it in your sake, for your sake. So that if you would trust him today, surrender your heart to him, he will renew your soil. You may say, Tim, Tim, that the roots, I can't even put roots in me. There's so many rocks in there. I can't even break through them. Well, let me tell you about Jesus because he came and he was crucified and he died and they buried him in a tomb and they rolled a rock over the entrance. But guess what? Three days later, he rose from the dead, broke through the stony ground and defeated death and sin. And if you put your trust in him today, he will renew your soil So if you're tired of a lack of growth, if you say, I've tried everything, I just can't grow, I just want to grow, then maybe it isn't about the things you're doing. Perhaps it's the condition of your heart. So surrender your heart today and let God renew your soil. Fox Church seeks to reach New England and beyond with the life-transforming message of Jesus. If you have been impacted by this message or the ministry of Vox Church, you can continue to help us reach others by giving today at voxchurch.org forward slash give. For more information on how to get involved, visit us online or on any social media platform at vox.church. We always appreciate you taking the time to rate or review this message on iTunes. Thanks again for listening to the Vox Church podcast.